Okay, I guess. I made Mike an offer he simply couldn't refuse. To come to Vegas for one weekend for five big ones. And this was just the start. I need to get him on board to essentially run the whole platform from the dev side. So the following day, Celia, Mike, and myself headed out to the airport and I bought us three first class tickets on the first plane out to Vegas. I paid with a wad of cash from my, yep, best believe it, brand new Prada purse that I just bought the week before with what else other than cash monies. Once we boarded the plane, the tequila immediately started to flow. Mike had many questions, undoubtedly, but I just wasn't in the mind state to deal with it yet considering the recent news that had come to light about Sal having a girlfriend. I was too hurt to speak. I asked for a whole row to myself and for the drinks to just keep on coming. I was so sad, but more so I was so confused. Was Sal just with me to be part of the platform? Did he ever even like me? If it was just about business, why would he lead me on like that? We could have been great business partners had he just been honest with me. Ugh, a lot was going through my mind. Eventually, Celia came by to check on me, let me know that I should probably like chill on the drinks. It wasn't even 8 a.m. And she wasn't wrong and I took her advice and if I'm being quite honest with you, I was already pretty gone at that point. Mike didn't say a word to me the whole flight. I'll never really know if it was just that he was picking up on my body language and, you know, already understood what was going on, or he probably just knew better than to get in the way of my binge. But at that moment, I was very grateful that he was keeping to himself until he got more information. Once we landed, we got out of the airport and went right into a limo. I told the driver, take us to your favorite lavish hotel on the strip. And off we went. We arrived at the hotel and I walked right up to the counter and requested a presidential suite with three bedrooms. Cash, please. Same with the limo, paid with cash. Cash, cash, cash rules everything around me. And that's all I had. Uh, once we got upstairs, I immediately ran to the minibar. My hangover from the plane earlier that morning was starting to kick in and I had to power through it. I then immediately went to set up my laptop to see how the platform was doing. Mac, come here! I drunkenly yelled across the suite as he was unpacking in his room. Okay, I need you to change all the passwords on the platform and just ensure that there's no way anyone could get in to the back end without like um, the proper credentials, you know? All right. He did it. No problem. Thank you, Mike. Don't you want to know why you're here? I knew it would only be a matter of time before Sol would screw things up, either with you or the platform. That guy wouldn't know a good thing if it hit him in the face. Oh, this is so embarrassing, but I basically immediately burst out into tears when he said that. Mike was so uncomfortable, Celia heard and just ran out of her room yelling like, Mike, what did you do? She just like held me and we rocked back and forth and I felt like I was a baby. I loved it. Considering everything, Mike wasn't really making any type of efforts, um, which was fine. Uh, I still knew he had like a lot of questions and I needed to get everything under control before he started asking. However, 
it just simply would not be on that first day. We needed some good old-fashioned bonding before we could all work together. So it took me a couple minutes, but after I came out of my sadness, I took a shower and we headed out to the pool. Now, this was not a regular pool, like a body of water with some people sitting around. Our hotel had an entire fist-pumping pool club. I'd never been so happy to see so many douchebags in one place in my life. We got down and I immediately ran off to the bar and I got us three drinks and three shots. Once I got to Celia and Mike, I could tell by the look on their faces they were concerned, but mm -mm, best believe I was not gonna let them throw off the vibe. Drink up bitches and YOLO were two things I said an aggressive amount of times that afternoon. And I told them, listen, listen up bitches. Today is gonna be a mess. And then tomorrow, we'll get our heads on straight and we'll focus and we'll get back to business. So just be cool. God, I love Celia so much. She did not have to be told twice. She was already dancing on the bar after that first shot. But Mike, Mike was not impressed. Well, not that he had anything to be impressed by, except for maybe how powerful my liver was. I don't care. I'll drink. But if this is what you came here to do, then I'm catching a flight back tomorrow. Chill out, Mike. We'll get back to biz tomorrow, I promise. I told her, here, just take this whiskey. It's neat. Just how you like it. Okay? Let's have some fun. Woo! I prefer to drink alone. Mike took the drink. I was still even deciding if I liked Mike. Then Fergalicious came on the speakers, and I knew it wasn't going to be at that moment that I was going to make that decision. So I shot back the tequila and went to join Celia on the bar. The next few hours were a blur of uh, EDM remixes of early 2000s pingers, tequila shots, and uh, flirting with strangers. Eventually, I left the grasp of the dance floor to find Mike. He was chatting up some random girl. We made eye contact, and he came rushing over. To my pleasant surprise, he was wasted, and it was so funny. He went off about how stupid Cell was and how he had an ex that cheated on him. Talked a lot in circles about, you know, how we could do so much better, we deserve so much better, and you know what? He was right. We do deserve better. We just need to be more honest with ourselves and our partners. And, you know, although I wasn't sure if I liked Mike, I knew I loved Drunk Mike. We went out on a quest to find Celia, so we can finally, you know, leave the pool party and go get dinner. Of course, drunkenly, we all decided it would be a great idea to go have dinner at the strip club, which was a great idea, and we kept the drinks flowing through the whole night, throwing ones like it wasn't a thing. It was a literal dream come true. We could tell this night was going to be epic, so we decided to go back to the suite and get changed before hitting the club. Once we got back to the suite, we ordered another bottle and all started chatting. This was when the real bonding went down. We were laughing, like rolling around on the floor, like just telling stories and embarrassing high school moments, all that good stuff. Okay, this one time, <laughs> I was like, okay, this doesn't leave this room. I went home with this guy after the bar and we like fooled around and then went to sleep. And I was so drunk, I peed the bed. <laughs> In the morning, 
when I realized what had happened, I rolled the guy into it, woke him up, and told him he'd beat the bed. <laughs> I left right after that, and I haven't seen him since. That's crazy, because this one time this girl peed in my bed and left the next morning. Oh my god, Mike, shut up! It wasn't you! Mike told the story about how his college roommates like locked him out of his dorm butt naked and just left him there to fend for himself, which is just makes so much sense because I feel like that was my exact reaction of what I would do to Mike when I first saw him. Like that's just the vibe he has. Like I just wanna I just wanna lock you outside. Just see what happens. But needless to say, we were all just losing it, laughing, throwing shit around. It was a great old time. I threw some makeup on and quickly opened my laptop. I had to see where the bets were at, but before I had a chance, Mike slammed it down and said that was tomorrow's problem, which honestly, I couldn't argue with that. So I got up and we headed out to the club. A classic drunken club montage later. I don't remember much from that point on of leaving the suite, but I do recall sitting at the booth and asking for the bottle service girl to get us another bottle and looking over at Mike and telling him that I was gonna make him a really wealthy man. I told him, money talks, but wealth whispers, which I'm beyond cringed out about. The following day, to no one's surprise, was beyond rough. I literally remember thinking like, I could die right now and that's fine. That's how bad this hangover is. I came out of my room. Mike was passed out on the sofa. I went into Celia's room. She was sleeping in her tub. The suite was like an actual scene from the movie The Hangover. And although I didn't appreciate being a Vegas cliche, I do believe that everyone should experience this at least once in their life. I got into the tub with Celia so I could get some cuddles to help nurse this hangover. I get incredibly insecure and vulnerable when I'm hungover. You know, the booze blues is real. So I needed to be held. I needed to be told that I'm loved. And also I wanted to reassure Celia that the 500 times that I told her that I loved her and looked up to her the night before, it wasn't just the booze talking. We stayed in the tub for at least another hour, cuddling in and out of sleep. Eventually we went to lay down the bed. I looked over at Celia and she slowly opened her eyes and looked at me. What's up? I burst out crying. I told her I was having second thoughts about the whole thing, you know, how we like had some fun, but maybe we should, you know, shut down the platform before it gets out of hand. I admitted I had a peek at the numbers before passing out the night before and we had just broken one million dollars in bets in less than 24 hours. So many things were going through my mind, like, who were these people making bets like this? Do we need to start regulating this? I was so scared. I barely even know how to go into incognito mode on my Chrome. How was I in charge of this platform? I really thought that breaking a million dollars in bets would be like this big milestone and it would be super exciting. And it probably would have been if I just felt a little bit more confident about whether or not this was legit. I knew Celia would tell me the truth about how she really felt. You know, morally, Celia had a much stronger compass than I did. Still, we rationalized things in the exact same way. 
Hence, a lot of agreeing that, you know, we weren't hurting anybody and that no one would ever find out. It was really like this echo chamber of naive thinking. It didn't matter though. Celia's heart is so big. She always knew exactly what to say to make me feel confident. And that's why she is, well, was my best friend. I was tearing up. It's just such a lovely moment when, you know, you just really feel like someone's got your back. And we knew, we looked at each other, we were in this together. It was just so great. We were holding each other and crying and I had to catch my breath. And then I reached over, told her, okay, time to get some room service. Just then there was a knock at the door. Come in. Mike walked in casually, came in and sat on the bed. Good morning, sweet pea. How are you feeling today? I asked as I gave him a pat on the head. The night before worked. It really bonded us. And, you know, although I was still kind of unsure if I liked Mike as a person, we shared this bro type energy and I needed to maintain this regardless of whether I liked him or not since priority number one was to get him on board to run the platform. Eh, I've been better. Are you ordering room service? Oh, also, the platform crashed.